The following is a presentation of AOW Productions. This program contains adult content. Listener discretion is advised. The views and opinions expressed by the host of this program do not necessarily state or reflect those of this station or its management. Bringing you controversy at its best with uncensored music, comedy, and political discussion. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Outlaw Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Outlaw Radio for the 13th of March, 2021. I'm your host, Bad Billy. Got a great show for you this week. In just a little bit, I am going to be speaking with Massey out of California. Actually, she's from the Sacramento area. Brand new artist. Looking forward to speaking with her and hearing what she has to say. Later on in the show, I'm going to be discussing more of the, this cancel culture bullshit with Joe Emilio out of South Africa. And before we get to all that, I want to cue the latest single from Massey. This is called Monsters Under My Bed. And I'll be back with Massey right after this. And we go a little something like this. Hit it. And now, from a rented basement, because Bad Billy's mom threw him out, it's Outlaw Radio. Living in the 
Seeker rocking out to the station. I hear you. You're probably even sipping on a drink right now. An average blah blah drink in a can or bottle. One that doesn't quite hit the spot for you. I'll bet you want something different, don't you? Something more. Take your shot with Cold Cock Whiskey. The best whiskey anywhere. Why? Because it's different from other liquors. Cold Cock Whiskey is herbal whiskey. 100% all natural herbs blended with aged American whiskey. No more morning after sugar hangovers from other liquors. With Cold Cock's blend of herbs, including green tea, hibiscus, ginger, eucalyptus, and more, you'll be an herbal heaven. Cold Cock Whiskey, available at spirit stores and distributors America-wide. Find one near you at coldcockwhiskey.com. Follow Cold Cock Whiskey on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Celebrate those special moments with friends. Raise your glass. Take your shot. You must be 21 or older to drink Cold Cock Whiskey. Please drink responsibly. Because there are some people out there who need practical advice. And yes, I'm talking about you. Wisdom beyond value from the desk of Mr. Holland. It takes many nails to build a crib, but only one screw to fill it. Mr. Holland, Mr. Holland, over here, over here. Ma'am, ma'am, please keep it in your pants. What is freedom of speech? It's my mouth, my tongue, and my 32 teeth. My thighs, my mind, my rights to preach, to rap, to sing, and even to teach. No matter the genre, it's still my freedom of speech. Congress will not choose my religion. Abridging of press, assembly, and petition. The laws do protect us. This is true. To agree to disagree is sometimes better to do. Use your mouth, your tongue, your 32 teeth, your thoughts, your mind, your right to preach. No matter the genre, it's our freedom of speech. This message is brought to you by the NAB Education Foundation, the Broadcast Education Association, Robert R. McCormick Foundation, and this station first there was cranked up live this is cranked up live then cranked up went country today's best and tomorrow's greats cranked up country now cranked up live is back this is a sizzling hot podcast cranked up live Curtis McKinney and Brad Hennington will keep you listening, keep you laughing, and keep you coming back for more. Convicted felons will no longer be called convicted felons. Do you know what they want to call them, Curtis? 
no justice idea. involved individuals is what they renamed them listen and download the podcasts at crankeduplive.com check them out on facebook at facebook.com slash cranked up live cranked up live some material may not be suitable for children under 18 hey i'm neat and you're listening to outlaw radio where we say what the fuckity fuck we want no exceptions All right, ladies and gentlemen, you have just heard Monsters Under My Bed by Massey, and it is my pleasure to welcome Massey to the show. Massey, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Thank you very much for joining the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Now, uh, for those who are not familiar with Massey, uh, why don't you give the listeners a little background, tell the listeners a bit about yourself. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I have a crazy background in music. Um, I started in a rock band uh, most of my life and then had switched over, went solo into more of a pop, um, kind of R&B, hip-hop genre, and then just recently switched back over to more of a rock pop um, just to kind of go back to my roots um, and do what I was familiar with and what um, I had been doing for so long. Um, so... Even though I've been around for a while, I'm still kind of, um, I'm new to this genre, I guess you could say. Gotcha, gotcha. And, uh, you know, I've, I was reading your bio, and uh, I must say it definitely re- uh, led for some very, very interesting reading, too. And uh, some, of the, uh, some of the things that uh, you write about uh, definitely uh, relating to uh, some struggles you've had in the past, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, definitely. Um, I think the best writing comes from, you know, what we experience in real life. Um, and I think that's important to convey to other people. Um, I mean, there's so many artists out there that are not very, you know, real with their writing. They want to talk about things like sex and drugs and money. And I just, I want to bring something real to people to make people feel, you know, something through my music. I think that's so important um, because that's what music should be about is making people feel something and it's always been therapy for me. So I want, I want to bring that to other people as well. Yes. Yes. Now, as I was doing my research on you as well, I uh, came across, uh, mama don't cry. And, uh, I got, I got to say that hits home a little bit with me when I saw what, uh, the song was about because I lived in Vegas for five years. And of course that means I got friends up, up that way. And, uh, that means, uh, yeah, two of them were wounded in that uh, shooting. They, they were at that concert uh, uh, near the Mandalay Bay. And, yes, uh, one of my friends uh, was was wounded. The other one was okay, just in a bit of shock. But uh, you know, he, he took a bullet to the leg, unfortunately. I think he was a bit wow. l- luckier than some of the rest. So, so, yeah. so yeah, that, that incident hits with me a little bit, too, to... Uh, was what was it about uh, that particular incident made you made you write that song exactly? Um, so at the time, my manager um, was really really good friends with somebody who actually um, I don't know if you've heard of her, Chelsea Romo. She had gotten shot in the eye, um, so it kind of hit home for me in that way. It was somebody close to um, my manager, 
And um, at the same time, I actually had recently lost a family friend. Um, she had passed away in Hawaii. So um, it kind of, I just wanted to bring comfort to people who have lost somebody. And um, I really wanted to reach out to those people who were affected by that shooting in particular. Um, I've actually had quite a few um, of the victim's families reach out to me um, and let me know that they heard my song. So I, um, I guess it's doing its job and I'm so glad that resonates with you. Like I, you know, that's exactly what I wanted. I wanted to, I wanted to bring that song to those specific people. Yes. Yes. I, I hear that too. I, I hear that. And I, the past, the past year has been crazy. And especially if, uh, for people like you, I mean, you say you've been in it for a while, but the, but, Basically, it sounds like uh, from the way you described, uh, you're you're reinventing yourself, basically, and uh, you know, and, and it does seem like uh, the year 2020 was one of the worst times to do it uh, with COVID and everything that's hitting. But still, somehow uh, you ma- you managed to uh, make make the breakthrough that you did. But how difficult has it been with everything going on? Um, well, it's been, it's been difficult. I know for, for all artists, um, it was hard because obviously everyone got hit money wise, um, for sure. And you know, how else are you going to fund sick? (laughs) But, um, it's been tough because I was in a really dark place just mentally. I know a lot of people have been struggling with depression, anxiety, but through that, um, I, that's, that's how I wrote Monsters Under the Bed was kind of bringing out that anxiety um, of what people are, are feeling. Um, and I just touched kind of on a specific point of anxiety. So, I mean, even though it has been really difficult, um, and I've kind of tried to like find myself again. And I think that that's also what makes it beautiful is I was able to find myself. And even though it's a lot different from what I've been doing, um, it definitely like is the right direction at this point. So it was, it was difficult in short, but it definitely came out in a way, way better light. And I'm so excited for this year. Yes. Yes. Cause, uh, I think, uh, you know, with the, with the restrictions being lifted in Texas, uh, Oklahoma has followed suit and I'm, I'm pretty sure too. Um, from what I understand it, uh, in, in uh, California where you're at, uh, they, that, uh, Gavin Newsom has, uh, has, uh, lifted a few uh, restrictions if I'm not mistaken as well. Yeah, so it, they're starting to open a lot more, especially with the vaccine being pushed out. So hopefully um, we'll get to performing soon. That's that's my main goal. Yes, yes. How long has it been since uh, you've actually got the opportunity to perform? I mean, some things have happened, but uh, not a lot. I know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so um, the last time I performed, I want to say, was a little over a year ago. So it, I think it was... January before um, all the shutdowns happened. Yes, and in that time too, I, I, during during lockdowns and things like that, when uh, you can't do much, what uh, what are the positives you think you have uh, taken out of this? Um, honestly, I think that I've learned to appreciate what I have a lot more. Um, you know, it's it definitely made me spend more time with my family and. I've gotten a lot closer with them. Um, I've, I've really appreciated kind of just being alive because I, I think we get so distracted by all of the things that we have in our life. We forget to kind of like 
take a second that life and that we life is actually so beautiful even though you know we were struggling um and i think it's super important that we continue to take away from that and all of the COVID things that have happened i think we need to take away that that's a lesson of we need to appreciate life more and what we have yes now uh how about uh the things like obviously with this happening you get a lot more time on your hands i mean most artists i mean what can they do they can uh, record or uh write songs and uh, has has that given you a lot of time also to to do such things as that yeah it definitely has um i've been trying to write as much as i can um it's hard because i get hit with writer's block like everyone else but um, it's definitely given me time to even spend more time on the projects that I've been doing. So Monsters Under My Bed, I was able to travel to L.A. to record that. And uh, even with Mama Don't Cry, I was able to do the music video. And it, just, it has freed up a lot of my time. I don't have to worry about, you know, taking time off and, and whatnot. Yes, yes. Now, who would you say uh, are your, are, uh, your main inspirations? Um, so number one, I would definitely have to say Maud's son. Um, I think he is so absolutely brilliant with what he's doing with his, uh, new music. Um, but definitely, uh, like Avril Lavigne, a lot of Paramore. I, I grew up loving Paramore. Um, the rock band Paris, I don't know if you've heard of them, but, um, definitely Maud's son. I would say he's my, he's my top inspiration. I mean, what, I was kind of, uh, getting a bit of, uh, kind of a, uh, pink feel when I was uh, listening to your music, so I, I, yeah, I, I, I've, um, I think that's a good comparison. Have, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I love that. That's that's kind of what my manager and I wanted to work towards. Um, I was never really like a huge Pink fan, but I she's so brilliant. She's talented, and if that's what if that's who people want to compare me to, like that's that's absolutely incredible. What I like about her is, uh, unlike a lot of other female artists, is that uh, I think she takes the most aggressive approach to her music, uh, as um, you know, and that's what par- partly what makes her different from everybody else. Is I think she's probably the most aggressive in uh, in the industry uh, as far as females go, as outside of the metal genre, anyway. Yes, definitely, I agree with you. Yes. So now, uh, with uh, with restrictions uh, being lifted and things, we're starting to see some light at the end of the tunnel now. Through all this mess, um, has has there uh, are there any plans in the within the next few months that you're going to be performing live? Um, we have not set a plan yet. Um, it's a little bit hard because we're not sure what will be open or who, you know, who will be hosting shows and stuff like that. But definitely I will be planning in the next few months uh, to perform again. Now, uh, what, uh, have you had the opportunity before all this? Have you traveled outside of California and gone other places? Uh, the opportunity to go to places like Texas where all restrictions are lifted, where I'm sure you're going to jump on it, but uh, has there any, been any talk about anything like that at all? Um, not at the moment. Um, right now, we're just kind of focusing on rebranding, but um, yeah, definitely will be in talk with my manager about 
about shows out there. I would love to get out there in different states. I think that would be super cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, one of the, if you could please just enlighten me, because there's other songs. I mean, I've only heard the two songs uh, that uh, you have uh, put out, but there's at least two more that uh, I see on your on your uh, website here. And um, you know, in, enlighten any of the uh, enlighten me on any of the inspiration or anything. Uh, what uh, what led to those songs there? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I guess is one of my most popular songs um, since it came out. That one, um, I actually recorded the day after um, my ex-boyfriend had broke up with me. Um, and I think that a lot of girls, unfortunately, feel this way of, like, not not being enough. Um, even, you know, even outside of a breakup. But I think that that's really impactful for women is, like, not feeling like they were enough in the relationship or to that person. Um and so I, I wrote, I guess, and it basically, you know, it says, I guess I wasn't enough, which I want everyone to know that you are enough, but I wanted to also connect, um, with that emotion of, you know, every girl wants to, for some reason, listen to sad songs when they go through a breakup. And I thought that that was like the perfect, you know, breakup song, I guess. I was also, I think, 19 years old when, when I wrote that. Um, but then Revive um, is a little bit of a 180 from that song. And Revive um, was kind of like a very light song of um, talking about, you know, you light my fire, basically, and you create a new version of me and you bring me back to life. So, um, yeah, I, um, I guess I, you know, like I said, I, I want to bring real emotions to the table for people and so um those two songs definitely um definitely do that yes now i'm re- reading your quote here and i see uh you're you're not a you're not afraid to drop f-bombs of course which are which are allowed on this show but i like how that <laughs> i like how this ends unless you're a fucking psychopath yeah, I. Um, it's funny because I was really unsure about putting that in there. It's definitely something that I would say and something that would um, slip in, in an interview like this. <laughs> but um, I I did it as kind of a joke, and I sent my manager to get it approved, and he actually really liked it. So I was really excited that I got to put that in there and got away with it because I feel like um, showing who I am and my personality more is so important um, with connecting with people. See, and, th- and that's a lot of what what this show is about too. Is is why I've started this show, is because I'm when I'm behind the mic, I'm I'm not pretending to be somebody I'm not. I may t- I may turn it up a notch here and there just for show purposes, but I'm I'm behind the mic right now being me, and I expect right. I expect my guests to be themselves too. They don't, they don't have to say something or do something that's going to overly impress me. Just be yourself. And that's what I think is the most impressive. Right. Yeah. I love that. I mean, it's more relatable. Who, who doesn't want to listen to an artist or be involved with an artist who is relatable? Well, and that's another thing that I've, I remember talking about uh, one of my first interviews that I've done with an artist too, is, uh, you know, is with me as a fan, I can, I've got my bullshit detector as, as many other people do too. If I, I catch, 
you know, if I get the sense that somebody is uh, just putting up a front and can't be themselves, you know, and just uh, try just trying to make some kind of impression or whatever, obviously, well, with me, you're not going to make that impression if I detect that. You know, I've, you know, it's about mm-hmm. being, it's about being real and being true to yourself. That's, that's the number one thing that I expect out of, out of an artist. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I definitely appreciate other artists that are that way as well. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, what's your reaction to say you, you go to go to a concert or you, you go even just go to some club show or whatever, you know, you catch a performer who's, uh, who just comes across you as fake you know how do, how do you even if you don't say something to that person i mean what's your over, overall what's your reaction um honestly a lot of the times i decide not to support them anymore um i actually there is a specific artist i won't name but um i just kind of rubbed me the wrong way and just came off very fake and about themselves and it really put me off and i stopped i just entirely stopped listening to their music yeah, because because at that point, to you know, it's it's really not worth listening to very much, too. And I I think even even when performing a cover, I mean, there's nothing wrong with performing a cover. In fact, to to me, that just shows uh, your appreciation for the original artist. But uh, you still you still have to put that feeling into it and and make it real, regardless, even if it's somebody else's material. Yes, definitely. Yes. Yes. So, so um, overall, um, I want to get back to, uh, you You were talking about how you recorded uh, Monsters Under My Bed in Los Angeles, and here, mm-hmm. here it is in, in the middle of uh, a worldwide disaster, a, a pandemic, whatever you want to call it, of course, but uh, mm-hmm. how... How difficult was that to to try to pull to pull that off at the time that you did? Um, it wasn't as difficult because things had definitely opened up a lot more um, when I recorded it. But it was just literally me and the producer, so um, the precautions, I mean, weren't as extreme as if I was working with a whole team. Well, yeah, I mean, you're in a you're in a studio. You're uh, you're in a soundproof room. You're behind glass. Uh, there's obviously uh, the distancing, whatever social distancing or whatever that you need. You don't have to wear a mask when you're in two separate rooms. Plus, I wouldn't recommend uh, wearing a mask behind the mic anyway, because you're not you're not letting your full sound out if you do that. But um, I can I can see where it might be a little bit easier in the situation too. Whereas you know, because I have talked to artists who've. Uh, uh, some some have said, you know, it's gives that we've just got more time in the studio since we got no time on the stage, and uh, you know, some are some are finishing up projects that. Uh... All right, so after a uh, brief technical difficulty, we were back. But uh, what I was saying was. Um, you know, a lot of artists too have, have got a lot more time in the studio during this whole thing as well. You know, especially when I talked to uh, Ross, the boss, former formerly of Man of War, he told me that uh, he's had projects that may have been over ten years old, and he's had the opportunity to finish them through all this madness. <laughs> so, 
So yeah, I bet I, I feel like a lot of artists have definitely done that. But at the at the same time, like I was saying, you know, that's probably one of those positives that uh, is being taken out of this whole thing. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. So obviously, uh, you know, it's just in the works is uh, when uh, you're going to be able to perform again, but. Are there any places that you have particularly set in your sights that uh, you'd like to play that you're going to try to book that venue or anything, anything like that you have in mind? Um, right now, I mean, it's always been my goal because I am from Sacramento, California. Um, Ace of Spades is like one of the big venues up here. Um, I've always wanted to play there, so that would probably be my one go-to at the moment. Um, and then I would like to revisit the mint in LA, um, with this new style and try to hit like the Viper room and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I, I can't say I've really thought a lot on it because we've been, we've been so focused on this project. Whiskey a go-go perhaps? Yes, definitely. Um, that, that venue is super cool. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've only heard of it, but I've not been there. I've, I've spent minimal time in LA, so I, I know very little, unfortunately. Yeah. Yes. That's all right. <laughs> but, um, and, and as far as, uh, certain places, uh, globally or anywhere within the United States outside of California, is there, is there like a dream stage for you somewhere where you just absolutely love to play outside of, outside of your local area? Oh, that is a very good question. Um, unfortunately I haven't really been able to travel a lot. I mean, like I was able to, but I just, I guess I'm not really a big traveler, (laughs) But um, I don't know. I think Europe would be really cool. I know that um, like Youngblood is from from there, and he's got a really good fan base. So I think it'd be really cool to perform for them one day. You know, and and that brings up another question too. Obviously, with the the few singles you have released on Spotify, um, have have uh, what has the fan response been like? And are, are you uh, getting any fan response from uh, anybody uh, globally outside of the United States? Um, when I look through like my, my artist information and stuff, I've gotten quite a few people from like Canada, um, even places like New Zealand. Um, it's kind of wild to see how far my music has traveled, but, um, there, there are quite a few countries I can't think of on the, like off the top of my head right this second, but, um, there's at least a handful I know of a couple of different countries that have heard my music. All right. So that that leads to uh, one of the stumpers here that I just love asking since my former co-host got these started and I keep them going for him. But the uh, question's going to make you think, that's for sure. So right. let's say that Massey makes it big and hits the charts. And uh, you're getting ready. You're going to go on a big nationwide tour, maybe go into Canada, Mexico a little bit, go coast to coast. You have three opening slots of bands or musicians you'd like to have open for you. Who would that be? And that can be anybody past or present. Oh, okay. Well, I know I mentioned Mod Sun before, so definitely going to have to stick with Mod Sun. Um, Honestly, it would be so cool for Paramore 
to open for me. That would be wild. And then, um, probably, I don't know if you've heard of Jaden Hostler, but he's a newer artist. I think it would be super cool for him to open for me. <laughs> right on. I can't say I've heard that name before. There's a, there's a lot okay, of, yeah, he's, he's new. <laughs> yes. There's a lot of new artists out there that, uh, you know, need, need uh need to be discovered and yeah definitely i that that leads to one, one other question too you know because when i started this show in particular i was i was living in ohio and as whereas i do not miss the weather out there especially around right around this time of year it's absolutely horrible but mm-hmm. um you know what i do miss about that place the community i lived in was great the people were great but the local music scene, I mean, in, in the Midwest, I mean, it's just an endless talent pool. You know, I'm, and I'm talking probably from Iowa uh, all the way to uh, Western Pennsylvania, especially mm-hmm. for the rock and metal scene is, is just endless out there. Um, yeah. But uh, as for you, where, where you're at, um, how would you best describe the local scene in uh in, in the West Coast in California right now? Um, I will say it's very competitive. Um, even Sacramento um, was not always super big in music. Usually it was either like the Bay or LA, but um, the music scene has definitely gotten a lot more popular up here. Um, and there, I, I keep finding more and more um, artists that are so, so absolutely talented up here. You know, and I, I think a lot of it is credited to, to to the internet is, you know, even when I, I, I lived in the Modesto area when I was a teenager and, um, you know, I don't, uh, I don't remember hearing a lot about local music out, out there when I was there, but that was, uh, late eighties, early nineties when I was there. Um, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, I think, you know, back then, you know, your local bands were just mainly performing in their garage or maybe booking some local bar or what, whatever they could do at that time. Now, artists have a lot more uh, by putting their stuff out on the Internet. They don't always have to go to New York or L.A. just to get that uh, recognition, you know. So I think uh, with the with the Internet has just really pushed it out there for him and uh, would you say that's pretty much the case for you as well oh yes definitely um it it helps a lot i can't imagine um being an artist without the internet <laughs> um so i give major props to all the bands that made it you know back when there was none i mean i can see you doing it without the internet if you're uh if you're like you know it's just uh, a little side hobby once in a while you don't do it to make money just uh, do it because you enjoy it once in a while but if it's something that uh, you want to make a living out of or or, or something like that then you definitely need to get the internet uh, in order to put yourself out there for sure oh yeah definitely and um just a just a couple more questions here um one thing uh, you have touched on is that, uh, you know, whereas a lot of people have said only physical illness is the only way somebody's sick, uh, they overlook mental illness. And uh, for, for those who are struggling, for those who are depressed right now, those, you know, those who have contemplated suicide, uh, 
you know, or somebody there. We know that there's somebody out there right now as you and I are talking that is probably thinking about that. What what would be your message to the to those people? Oh man, that's heavy. Um, honestly, I I would definitely say um, stick with it. Life is so worth it, um, and you are absolutely worthy, and you're strong, and you um, can make it through anything. You are not alone. Definitely not alone. There are so many people struggling. Um, and definitely, if you are struggling, um, you know, talk to somebody. I, you know, it's it's kind of got a stigma of, oh, like, I don't, you know, I don't want to talk to somebody. But it's seriously so important. I have definitely learned my lesson with that one. Yes. Yes, indeed. I mean, and I, I can say, too, that I've also struggled with uh, depression myself. And I know a little bit of what it's like, so. And I think, I think, I think we all have, you know, but, and, but some people worse than others, obviously. Mm -hmm. And my final question, let's say a group of kids ages 15 to early twenties approach you and tell you they're going to start a band. They want to break into the music business. What advice do you think you give them? Um, honestly, I think what I've learned um, and what I would definitely share with somebody else who's trying to start in the music industry is just don't give up um, and don't stop dreaming because the minute you do that, you're definitely not going to make it. Gotcha. Well, that's all the questions I have for you. Once again, I want to thank you very much uh, for joining me here on the show. Got to hit a uh, five songs set here in just a moment but before i get to that i'd like to give you this opportunity to uh give yourself a plug tell the listeners where can they find massey you got social media got a website reverb nation itunes spotify and all that good shit yeah definitely so um instagram is definitely the best way to find me um but if you want to look for me on like twitter facebook um all three of those is going to be massy but with a v so m v s s i e official um and then if you do find me on instagram or any of those i have a link tree in my bio that goes to literally all of my spotify apple music um even tiktok but um if you look for me on spotify and apple music it is just massy with an a so m a s s i e all right well, once again, thank you so much for joining me here on the show, and I want to wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. Thank you so much, and thank you so much for having me. You bet. You take care. All right. You too. All right. With that said, we're going to hit the first music break. Coming up in the set, we have After the Fall, going to be followed by Lainey Wilson, Anjo Jackson, Edge of Paradise, and Colby Keeling. We'll be right back after this. This is the kind of thing that just tickles my balls. You're listening to Outlaw Radio, and if you don't agree with our opinions, then fuck your mother. Hey, did you kiss your girlfriend with that mouth? What they say, so they can't reach your brain. 
to buy a new car this weekend. You're a big enough schmuck to come to Big Bill Hell's car. Bad deal. Cars that break down. Thieves. If you think you're going to find a bargain at Big Bill, you can kiss my ass. It's our belief that you're such a stupid motherfucker. You'll fall for this bullshit. Guaranteed. If you find a better deal, shove it up your ugly ass. You heard us right. Shove it up your ugly ass. Bring your tray. Bring your tie. Bring your wife. We'll fuck her. That's right. We'll fuck your wife. Because at Big Bill Hell, you're fucked six ways from Sunday. Take a hike to Big Bill Hell. Home of challenge pissing. That's right. Challenge pissing. How does it work? If you can piss six feet in the air straight up and not get wet, you get no down payment. Don't wait. Don't delay. Don't fuck with us or we'll rip your nuts off. Only at Big Bill Hell. The only dealer that tells you to fuck off. Hurry up, asshole. This event ends the minute after you write us a check. And it better not bounce or you're a dead motherfucker. Go to hell. Big Bill Hell's car. All the more spilthiest and exclusive home of the meanest sons of bitches in the state of Maryland. Guaranteed. I think it's funny how like some people thought I quit music, you know, writing, producing, and just forgot about the dream I had and the industry itself, you know. Um, performing shows with FRWR and even performing shows with myself, you know, I just kind of went off the map for a little bit. 
This, this, this is an Anjo Jackson production. Take, taking it to the top. But the thing is, I've never stopped doing music. You know, I just been on the low for a little bit. You know, work on new songs, new concepts, new lyrics, new everything. So let's go. They don't know shit. Sesame. Damn, I might have figured out the recipe. Kept it real so the real people got respect for me. Nah, 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 it's not an understatement. My confidence up, feeling like the fucking greatest. When they hear my flow, they be like, damn, son. I didn't know that his country made sense, son. Carry on, typing in my Galaxy phone. Get by my locker post straight to the stars they didn't know. Shit about me, and she don't know shit about me, and they don't know. They don't know shit about about me, me. They don't know shit about 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 me, me. They don't know shit about about me, me. They don't know shit about me. They don't know. 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 They don't know shit.
You'll be just like a book I read one time, just a memory. Maybe one day I'll move on, and this hurt will be softer than a summer breeze. But not today, not right now. I wanna let you go, but I don't know how. Your love's the kind that I just can't fall back on. Not just yet. Wish I could forget, but it ain't easy when you got your mindset on a heart that's hard to hold. It's like I'm driving down a dead end.
There is no other feeling than strapping up or grabbing those kettlebells, grappling on the mat, or doing some shadow boxing, getting knocked down, getting back up, throwing strikes, and then doing it all over again. So when you hear someone scream, gear up, you better get ready, because it's just you, your Hunter Athletic Gear, and the voice telling you to train harder. No matter how much experience you have, Hunter Athletic Gear stands with you all the way. Their products are engineered for utmost comfort, protection, and speed. Battle after battle, Hunter Athletic Gear is the brand celebrating your victory. Hunter Athletic Gear has a range of great training and fight gear for men and ladies, including compression pants, fight shorts, hoodies, vests, caps, and bikinis. They can create custom branded ranges for your gym or business. Visit their website at huntermma.co.za. Gear up and let's train. What news and information are your media dollars buying when the narrative is prescribed by the advertisers? Scripted lies, media brainwashing, and thought control. Take back your voice. Take back our media. But most of all, take back our First Amendment. Subscribe to Caravan to Midnight today for hard-hitting commentary free from political correctness and media bias as I and some of the most intelligent and interesting people on Earth delve deep into what really lies beyond the headlines. Three to four hour un interrupted and uncensored information join our ctm family today join the movement join the fight for freedom and independence caravan to midnight is media for the people by the people independent of commercial obligations or influence for less than a cup of coffee per month you can make a difference let the people fund the next news network help us grow help us create a platform where we place freedom of speech and thought first join the family at caravantomidnight.com It's well known that we live in a world where even good police officers can become targets for frivolous lawsuits. At X-Insurance, we provide liability insurance for police officers to eliminate your exposure and to protect you. We're the very best at what we do, and we've been doing it for more than 40 years. We offer same-day quotes and solutions, so call us today or have your insurance agent call us. But call today, and let's get that target off your back. For more information, visit xinsurance.com. That's xinsurance.com. Experience Highway 30 Music Fest 2021, June 23rd, 24th, 25th, and 26th at the Twin Falls Fairgrounds in Filer, Idaho. Enjoy good food and drink, country music, Americana music, rock, and red dirt. Among the artists performing Wednesday, June 23rd, Lainey Wilson. Winner of the television show The Voice in Season 11, Sundance Head. If you're gonna love her, leave her, why? Aaron Lewis. And more. Sponsors of Highway 30 Music Fest 2021 include Bud Light, Falls Brand Independent Meat Company, and the Rob Green Auto Group. Have a blast while helping organizations and families in need. Highway 30 Music Fest will take place rain or shine. To order tickets and for more information, visit hwy30musicfest.com. Yo, baby, you've had your asshole licked by a fat man in an overcoat? You're listening to Outlaw Radio. Now buy a sewing machine, take it home, and cram it up your ass. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Coldcock Whiskey. 
Raise your glass, take your shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic, gear up, let's train. And USAC, the United South Africa Coalition. Go to USAC.center for more information. The songs you just heard, you just heard Colby Keeling with Dead End Road. Before that, Edge of Paradise with Universe. Before that, Anjo Jackson with They Don't Know. Before that, Lainey Wilson with Middle Finger. And I like the title of that song. Good song, too. And starting off the whole set, After the Fall with New S.A. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk with special guest, Joe Emilio. Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk. I just want to tell you that America is the greatest place on earth. We will make America great again. We the people tell the government what to do. It doesn't tell us. We the people are the driver. The government is the car. And we decide where it should go and by what route and how fast. Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk starts now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this edition of Outlaw Radio Conservative Talk, I am once again welcoming back Joe Emilio out of South Africa. What's going on, brother? Hello, Billy. Uh, nothing much, man. Uh, all good this side of the pond, uh, sort of, kind of. Uh, I don't know if you heard our uh, police minister this past week was asked uh, who is the acting, I don't know, some kind of uh, position in the police force, like chairperson of what, what, or I don't know what's in what's in. Anyway, the point is Bekechere, the, the police uh, minister of South Africa, uh, doesn't know who works in his police law enforcement because his answer to the question was, I don't know. Then the, uh, the, the journalist or anchor person said, how can you not know? To which Bekitele said, you know what? I don't know. That's the world I'm living in. <laughs> my, my God is, is uh, he... I mean, we can't say he's related to Joe Biden, but damn, sounds like you know he's sounds like he's in the in the same fucking mental health state. <laughs> nah, he just nah, you know what? It's worse. At least at least Biden has an excuse for for the whole you know he's like dementia, Alzheimer's, whatever. Becky can't use that excuse. Uh, yeah, he is. He just doesn't care. That's that's what it is. Or, he or just doesn't. Or is he just fucking retarded? <laughs> well, some might, uh, some might, some might agree with that. <laughs> anyway, um, of course, uh, I hadn't done it yet because I want to do it now during this segment. I want mm-hmm. to reveal the Outlaw Radio Idiot of the Week. All right, so the Outlaw Radio Idiot of the Week this week is. From the New York Times, Charles M. Blow. And that's exactly what he can do. He can fucking blow. Yes, Charles Blow, well, what has he done? Well, he's brought it to the attention of the people that Pepe Le Pew is a rapist. And Pepe Le Pew is now the latest 
a victim, you can say, of cancel culture. Yes, he he goes after Penelope the cat after she gets some paint spilled on her and she's mistaken for a skunk. And he falls in love and goes after her and kisses her and he locks doors, whatever. Going uh, more towards the rape culture. So now Warner Brothers has turned woke. And of course this Ch Charles Blow, I mean, God, he's older than I am. So he, I don't, I don't know what, uh, you know, I'd expect some, I'd, I'd, I'd expect more from Generation X. But then again, I remember there's some pretty intelligent millennials I have talked to, like, like Willem Petzer and um, Ronaldo House, you know, and I believe you're in that category too of the millennials. Then again, I have to, and makes me have to remember that uh, from my generation, Generation X, uh, there are some fucking retards. <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, this guy obviously, you know, worked well, woke uh, journalist from the New York Times. We don't trust the New York Times anyway for anything that they say. Um, this was news to me. You actually told me, uh, you know, just before we went on air, and I'm. It's a freaking cartoon, people. Like when when <laughs> it's just, it's a cartoon. It's a freaking cart. It's a skunk. It's a fictional character. I mean, I I okay. So I grew up with Looney Tunes, right? I never once watched Pepe Le Pew and Le Pew and and thought, oh, now I'm gonna become a rapist. Like that's. Not what happens. It's 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 humor. It's funny. It's it's yeah. You could try and point it out, but kids kids don't look beyond the. They laugh when the paint falls on the on the on the on the cartoon character. They laugh when the cartoon character gets smacked away. You know, they laugh when um, the cartoon anvils dropped on their head, and then all they see is those birds twerping around they don't see anything else but the humor and the fast visual uh animations and stuff like that that's all the kids care about this doesn't in, uh, perpetuate any kind of behavior um i can I've, I've i watched a lot of looney tunes when i was a kid like a lot yeah a yeah. lot so do, so um, have i so yeah uh, i mean this, this, this idea is, is ridiculous. And it's just, again, uh, bored people, uh, and I would, I would say Charles is one of them, um, bored out of the mind, looking for something, I don't know, it's, it's all this kind of, uh, it just feels like people just, we've lost uh, things to complain about. Now it's like, oh, let's, let's cancel a fictional skunk, because that's going to change the world, right? Well, I'm thinking, you know, the things that uh, could be violent, is that what they're going after next? Because, uh, you know, that, that seemed to be a complaint even back in the 80s when I was watching Looney Tunes about when it comes to Wile E. Coyote. But uh, it wasn't the fact that uh, it, it was the beating he always took. He, you know, going after a roadrunner he's never, ever, ever going to catch, no matter how many devices he comes up with. You know, no matter what, you know, that, that Roadrunner always outwits him. But this is yeah. what I'm kind of predicting is the Roadrunner somehow, even though outwits the Predator that's trying to eat it. Um, 
the Roadrunner somehow is going to end up being the bad guy some some way. <laughs> because uh, of all the attempted murder, that's why. <laughs> all those attempted murder cases piling up. <laughs> Either that or, you know, since now, um, since... You know, since Donald Trump has uh, called uh, those from the Mexican cartel, referred to them as coyotes, you know, so, uh, so you know, it's pro that's probably going to be something racist. Now either Wiley Coyote is going to be racist or um, the Roadrunner is probably going to be racist for uh, beating up the coyote or... But but they've 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 tried this before, haven't they? I mean, there was a, I was actually discussing this with a friend of mine, coincidentally, uh, a few days ago. Um, we're talking about cancel culture and stuff like that. Uh, they did it to another Looney Tune. Um, he's not canceled. They didn't manage to oh, cancel. No, Looney Elmer Tune, Fudd. I think. Um, because no, Elmer Fudd as well, but also um, Speedy Gonzalez. That was the thing. They tried to cancel Speedy Gonzalez because because apparently it was. Uh, they they went after Warner Brothers because Speedy Gonzalez is a very uh, stereotypical character, and they're making fun of the of the Mexican uh, race, and it's not cool, and blah blah blah. But funny enough, Mexicans came out and they were very proud of that cartoon character. Uh, they admire that cartoon character, they love the the Speedy Gonzalez character. So it didn't really work out. Yeah, that didn't fall in their favor, but. Um... You know, I, the thing is, what I'm expecting is, since it, it the chips didn't fall in favor of the prosecutor this time, they're what they're going to do is they're going to go after the younger generation and drill their bullshit into their heads more and more. The, like, this is not the way it's supposed to be, and blah, blah, blah. And if, if you were born with a penis, you're actually a girl, so believe that you're a fucking girl. You know, dr just dr overall drilling brainwashing the next generation is yeah. is uh, what so it, it didn't work on the older generation so they're going to try it on the younger generation until they get what they want yeah yeah I, uh, I, I really worry about a day um, I don't know if it's happening now in the states um, it's definitely not happening in South Africa yet but um I worry for the day when science class biology teaches that. In, like, we go away from actual science of gender, where if you have a penis and you have tes testosterone and you have balls that produce sperm, uh, that makes you a male. And when you have an ovaries and eggs and, and a uterus and, and a female genitalia, that makes you a woman by scientific definition. Obviously, there's a better definition than how I'm explaining it right now, but I'm just saying that 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 is what makes you a male or female, right? And I worry for the day that the next paragraph after that will say, however, if you feel one day that you identify as a woman and genitalia, you can be a woman. That's not science people no that's that's just feelings no no you're absolutely right and uh you know i've already said it a long time ago you know because uh there were there was my little cousin and uh, you know i looked him in the eye and told him he was fat and uh, next thing you know he goes to uh, goes to his mom says mom i'm fat 
And next thing you know, I'm getting yelled at. <laughs> but, uh, you know. A, oh, man. But like, he was all. I just want to say. Sorry. I just want to say very quickly. Like, I wanted to make a disclaimer because, you know, yeah. we're talking about Kent's culture and a lot of people might clip what I just said. Uh, so I want to put it out there. I have no problem with uh, transgender people. If you if you really feel that you are a woman and you want to. You want to switch over. That is your life, your body. You do what you want. Um, but we cannot get to a point in society where those who say just because you feel you were in a different body and you feel that you were either a man or a woman, depending on on, on, on what your body is, um, we cannot live in a society where just because you feel that way, now you think everyone feels that way. It is your own personal experience in your life is what you are going through and it is okay for you to do whatever you want to do, whether you're homosexual, whether you 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 uh, are transgender, what LGBTQ, it's fine. It's okay. No problem. Live your life. Just there is no reason for you to try and impose it onto others who are living a different path and a different journey. You have no rights nor a say in other people's lives. You have every right in your own life to do what you want. But when you start imposing that lifestyle into others, it's, it's wrong. You, you are just as bad as the radical Christians that everybody uh, gets annoyed with when they come in and say like, uh, yeah, but you got it. Like Christianity is the only way and you've got you to gotta be with our God and blah, blah, blah. That, that's not cool. Muslims do the same thing. Yeah, I don't know about Hindus, but like there are religions out there that have extremists, and you guys are like the extreme of the left. That 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 is not cool. And um, so again, I just want to say that that's where I stand on that situation. Okay, I have no problem with what you want to do as an individual in your own life. You have every right in your own life to make your own decision. See, it doesn't uh, mean you have to impose it to other people. I agree with you one hundred percent, there, Emil. Uh, Joe, sorry, calling you by your last name, no <laughs> but um, <laughs> you know I I agree with you there. Um, you come to a certain age and you feel that way, you know, and you 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 feel that you got to get the surgery, whatever you want to wear. You want to wear a you're a man. You feel like you're a woman. You want to wear a dress and identify as a woman. I mean, that's up to you later in life. Where I have a problem is. Um, you know, and I already stated a year ago that I was worried about th something like this, and it's already happened right here where I live. Somebody got fired from a daycare for doing this, is uh, sitting down, taking a three to five-year-old, sitting down, looking him in the eye, and saying, you know, you may have been born with a penis, but deep down you are a girl. You know? That's not right. And that is like mentally molesting them. I mean, they that's they should be brought up on the same charges as any pedophile because of what you're doing to them mentally. You know, just like I was like I told my my little cousin, he was only three years old, and I told him he was fat and got him laughing, believing he was fat, going to his mom saying, Hey, I'm fat. So what's to say, Mom, I'm a girl. Yeah, but kids do that regardless. Like, yeah, and that's but, the other thing. Like, that's what also 
because okay, we're gonna get into a very touchy subject right now when it comes to parenting and, and parents and parents yeah. who say like I'm gonna let my child decide what they want to be and, mm-hmm. and or what gender they are at the appropriate age. You know, that's 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 poppycock. Like that's just that's just the most ludicrous, um, unstructured way. And 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 like you said, child abuse. I think it's a form of mental child abuse as well. Like you, there are certain things that boys do and there are certain things that w- girls do there's they, there are times where they're going to overlap like a girl a young girl a, a kid might be like oh i like the monster trucks or i like uh you know something boyish tomboys you know and same with guys i mean i used to wear my mom's uh, high heels when i was a kid there's a picture of me wearing her jewelry um, I, I'm, I'm standing in her high heels and stuff. A lot of boys, when they're young, do that. And I'm not ashamed to admit it because I'm comfortable with who I am. Mm-hmm. And just, you see, and I'd be like, oh, Joe, you're really a woman inside. No, it was like a day of me wanting to be my mom and admiring my mom. That's all it was. Mm-hmm. I am definitely 100% straight. <laughs> I mean, and I'm but, not going to say I never dressed in drag and wore makeup. I've fucking done that before, especially on days in school where uh, I remember it was it was switch days, you know, where uh, we, it was a dress up week. One day you're wearing crazy hair and one day you're wearing, um, I don't know, you're dressed as a cowboy or something. The other day it's yeah. like. Boys dress as girls, girls dress as boys, and we, and we did that. I got one of the cheerleaders' uh, uh, uniforms, and I, I, I put on a bra and stuffed it. You know? <laughs> so, so, I mean, I, yeah, I've done that shit, and it was all in good fun, but doesn't mean that I identified as a woman. It was just me exactly. uh, participating in a class activity, you know, and the same time, uh, this this one girl I remember put this stick in her pants to look like she had a bulge going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you see, like that's that's the thing. Like, um, I think people, uh, you know, they get like again going back to the parents. Um, you know, let your kid live. Like, if they're a boy, you should surround them around male things, and if they're women or girls, the same thing. Um, if later on in life they do, you know, stick to that whole, you know, like, oh no, I'm actually a boy when they're much older because our brains are developing up until the age of 21. Um, you know, when they're above 21, they're 28, whatever the case, they still think they're whatever gender, then that's fine. But I do think we are confusing people. We're confusing the younger generation. Um, because... And here's the thing that people don't talk about. There have been studies released of young people who thought they were a certain gender, did the whole gender change years later, regretted it and realized, oh, crap, I'm actually what I actually was born as. Yeah. Um, and, and that is a huge problem as well. That, Nobody and, talks about those cases. And there's, yeah, and a lot of that has led to suicides too. So, you know, it's, uh, I think... Deep down, you get the government involved, and they say, this is another way of population control. If, you know, we, we release people, we, we release criminals from their cells, they're going to go out and kill a few people. We can, you know, it's just how, how can we kill people? Get, we, uh, we entrap them with criminals and take away their, their rights to 
have firearms, and but the criminals, uh, of course, are going to get their going to get their guns one way or another, or we're going to uh, imp- really press this um, transgenderism to that later a lot of people are going to regret and, and commit suicide over. You know, it's it's all population control is what it is. Interesting, uh, interesting theory. I think I think it's just political. Uh, it's just a political drive at the moment. It seems like you know because the the left are are winning in, to a certain extent. Um, like when I say winning, I mean they're in office. Uh, so now they just drive all these uh, ideologies, and they think because they think it's the popular vote. They, that's what that's what the thing is. They think it's popular vote, but at the same time, they're trying to brainwash the other people uh, to 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 conform to their way of life which um, is just ludicrous in my opinion. Um, yeah. And conform to their way of thinking is a good way to put it too because that brings us to our next topic that, and I, I, I called into John B. Wells' show with this and I said, and I'll say this again, any patriot that hears what I'm about to say any normal human being that hears what I'm about to say, this should utterly piss you off. So, I was talking to a lady earlier in the week. She told me she had to change her uh, debit and credit card information because back in November, she made a donation to the Trump campaign just before the elections. Lo and behold, Capital One closes her account and keeps what money she has left in her account. What? Yeah. So wait, so 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 because she made a donation to the Trump campaign, I just want to make sure I understand this. Uh, she made a donation to the Trump campaign. She had capital. Was it Capital Bank? Capital One. Yes. Yeah. Capital One. All right. So she has a she has a bank account with them. She makes a donation to Trump. Capital finds out. They freeze her account. They cl- they close her account and keep her money. Wow. So that is some BS right there. Yeah. Yeah. Major Bravo Sierra right there. <laughs> what? I mean, so these radicals think that they are above the law in every way, shape, or form. They think they are above the law. They stole the election. I mean, you can disagree with me if you want, but I say they stole the election. So that means they can also steal people's money. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I do think that the election was stolen. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I don't know if you know Chris Wyatt. Do you know Do you know the YouTuber Chris Wyatt? I can't recall. I, I've heard the name, can't quite recall who he is. Yeah, he's a, he's a, a retired colonel of, 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 our, uh, of USA, um, and he does, he, he's very good at uh, journalism and, and, and yeah. uh, news analysis and all that stuff. And he has a YouTube channel where he, he focuses a lot on American politics, but also South African politics and um, and Africa in general. And uh, he was at Capitol Hill 
just before that whole thing happened uh, where Trump was addressing the people. And he has footage on his YouTube channel uh, showing, you know, the amount of people that were there. And when I saw the amount of people that were there, I was like, there is no way in hell. We're not talking, you know, 100 people or 200 people. We're talking thousands, hundreds of thousands, maybe even a million uh, people in this area uh, just before Trump was going to speak and during his speech. Um, and, and you want to tell me that during a pandemic when people are supposed to be scared, apparently, um, a lot of people came out to risk it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and support this man. And now you want to tell me that he lost when Biden doesn't even get half that amount of people? Come on. No way. No way. When I saw that footage, I was like, there is just no way. I've never seen so many people take to the streets with 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 such passion and admiration to this man. And and then you want to tell me that he loses? Nah, dude. Nah, something's not right. When I saw that footage, I was like, something, something doesn't add up. And then, of course, when <laughs> we all saw the, the speech he did, a uh, virtual speech that he did where it got more dislikes and less views um, than, than a Trump speech. You know, uh, I think it was Trump's, they compared it to Trump's uh, farewell speech. And then uh, Biden's, uh, like, I think it was the first speech he gave as president. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, it, then you want to tell me that Biden's the most popular president but has less views than trump and more dislikes that doesn't make sense people of course but youtube's gonna gonna go out and start remo- removing dislikes yeah yeah what do you mean the dislike feature or just dislikes off of his dislikes video? off of videos okay yeah um probably yeah i mean like geez, we've seen on twitter the uh, the 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 purge that happened uh, yeah. shortly after Trump was 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 suspended. Uh, so many accounts were just you know if yeah. you were QAnon, if you were any Trump supporter, anything like that. If you tweeted about the election, uh, your 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 account was just suspended. No questions asked. Um, my following dropped almost five hundred followers in, a, uh, in two three days. Mine did too. Um, oh shit! Did yeah. I lose? I lost a ton. Yeah, and, and again, it's not that I'm saying, oh, I lost followers, now I feel... No, it's just like, wow, it was like a thing. Like, everybody was saying, like, are you guys losing... What's happening to accounts? You know, what's happening to, to everybody? And it was clear Twitter was just purging their their, their system. Um, but yeah, no, this... this Going back to the story of, of this lady, is there no legal action that she can take? I mean, surely the bank doesn't have the right to, 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 to basically just... Dis- dis- I mean, that's a form of... Uh, uh, what's it called? Um, That's theft. That is theft. It's, what they it's, did to it's, her. It's theft and also uh, discrimination. Uh, yeah. I'm sure that um, you know a bank cannot do that on the basis of your political stance or view. Um, that does. I mean, as in the Constitution, in any Constitution, everybody has a right to a view and an opinion and support who they want to support. Um, but yeah, uh, that there must be something she can do legally. Uh, real quick, too, because uh, I was trying to think where I heard the name Chris Wyatt, and that uh, was my guest, actually, I had on last week uh, in the second hour uh, 
Uh, Brett Sessoms actually told me to look him up. Yes. Yes. So yes, I know Brett Sessoms. Yeah, he, yeah, he's a good guy, and I enjoyed talking to him. But um, you know, I don't, I don't know what they. Pr- thing is, is that right now the the left are untouchable. Yeah, unfortunately. And, and see, before I knew of John B. Wells or or anybody else before before I knew of Alex Jones or anybody who's who's like that into the conspiracy theories and things like that. Uh, there was a man that I spoke to by the name of Clay Douglas ten years ago, and uh, Clay was kind of like well, he was kind of like a wise man. You can say that I used to, I used to talk to. Um, you know, he's unfortunately, you know, he he no longer runs his podcast. He had a stroke in late to twenty seventeen, stopped doing it there, and you know he's just living out uh, the years he has left in uh, big springs texas but i you know i uh, wish i i wish i could talk to him again but uh, he told me in our the very first conversation that uh, him and i ever had that uh, the banksters are the ones who are scarier than the politicians mm. Mm. you know well, in a way that makes sense because they have the money yeah because because they're the ones funding everything yeah you know, they're, I mean, basically the banksters plant the seeds for destruction. Yeah, I can, I can, I can imagine that. Um, yeah, it's a scary thought, man. Um, I, I honestly flip, you know, I mean, think about it now, even if you did legal action, the banks, like you just said, they have. They have the, all the funding in the world. There's no, they'd probably tie you up in, in legal uh, cases or, or in the legal system for so long that you'd end up bankrupt yourself. So, I mean, yeah, that you no, or they, they set up, fight them. they set up some kind of alibi as they pull their bullshit. Mm. It's, it's, it's like they, they are largely untouchable right now between the banksters and uh, though those in power, uh, the Democrats, the Rhino Republicans, you know, the ones who are in charge of creating the new world order. Yeah. And this that is right there, you know. And we we talk cancel culture, and we all of that. This all of that bullshit l- leads to this. Yeah, it is. Yeah. it oh, is that was, terrifying. Yeah, that was another. There was another conversation I had uh, with someone who said, like, um, cancel culture isn't about the old generation. It's about the new generation. Um, like you said earlier in the show, it's about um, molding the the new generation um, to grow up thinking differently than the older and therefore being able to implement what they, what they want to implement. Um, and it's a scary thought when you think of it that way because, like, they tried to cancel Eminem. I'm sure you heard of that. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I was like, you can't. You, you just can't. Like, there's just, he's so untouchable. It's not even funny. Um, and, I mean, that's when I was talking to a friend about, you know, this whole thing about Eminem. And and we were just like, you know what? It's, it's not about it's, it's Eminem. It's, it's about the younger generation. It's about the ones that are growing up now. In ages maybe I would say thirteen to twenty, 
Um, and uh, and they're like, oh crap, okay, well I can't listen to that kind of music or I can't listen to to, to Eminem anymore. So I must because in that younger age group, they are so worried about being accepted by people. I mean, like we we're all there as teenagers, you know, we we yeah. we want to be accepted by our peers, we want to be accepted by people, we want we we just want to be popular in a sense. So we do what we feel the popular kids are doing or the or the masses are doing. And therefore we're like, okay, I'm never going to listen to Eminem and we grow up now with a new uh, way of life in a sense. And uh, that's a scary thought because who knows, you know, um, by the time I'm, what, maybe 50, 60 years old, which is not too far away, um, of, of, of the new generation are going to be completely, I don't know, brainwashed. And, and I don't know, it's a scary thought to think of what the world's going to look like in 50 years. And 50 years is not a long time. It sounds yeah. long, but it's not. Yeah, I mean, uh, basically, you know, the what uh, the new world order means one world government. One world government means complete communism everywhere: United yeah. States, South Africa, Australia, Europe, all under one. I don't think that's uh, possible, though. All under all I, under I, one I, rule and one currency. Yeah, I, I I I've heard this conspiracy theory before, and I know that it. People believe that it's trying to be implemented, but I don't think it is possible. I, I think that they will try. Let me let me put it this way: I think that there is some kind of uh, attempt to to make that happen, to make this new world order. But I think in practice, when it actually like when the day comes when they're trying to you know make it official, I don't think it's going to work. It's, it's you're going to see things like you see in South Africa. And in other places that are that are very diverse, for example, you look at Africa, and uh, Julius Malema talks about an African uh, uh, that the whole of Africa should be like the United States. I've heard so, him say, yeah, the yeah, the yeah, United the States of Africa. Africa. Yeah, yeah, the whole of Africa. Now, I've traveled in Africa, and so has my wife. Um, there, there, these different cultures, man. It's it's so different, and yes, they're the same skin color, but the cultures are vastly different. Um, and if you now take that and you apply that to the world, think about all the different races, ethnic groups, religions, all that stuff. You would need to get rid of every religion, not just Christianity, every religion, which is damn near to impossible. You would mm -hmm. need to get. You would need to to brainwash people to realize that they're all the same, which is they're doing a very bad job of doing, um, to, to get that, in a sense, cohesion so that people can live under one government. Um, I think that people are too diverse to live under one government. We all, by nature, as humans, uh, align with like-minded people. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is you believe in, whatever it is your ethnic group, whatever, you align with people that are like-minded. And this idea of communism, that everybody is the same, that everybody uh, is equal, um, in sense of like, okay, so you and I can work different jobs, but we get paid the same amount, that's that's, that's a fallacy. That's, that's a utopian BS uh, lie that is never, ever, 
ever going to work. And all it really is is for the elites to become richer and be gods, basically. They want to they wanna manipulate the world and, 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 and have servants, basically. Uh, so I believe that um, there is a reason to, to worry about the New World Order, absolutely. But I don't think... I think in the long run, it's going to backfire in the elite's faces. Yeah, I mean, at some point, people will rise up and be like, this is BS. We need a whole new system. We need a whole new – I mean, we've seen this in history. You know, yeah. empires that were huge that have, that have well, fallen. I um, think – All that stuff. I think a good example is uh, King Xerxes. If anybody's ever watched 300, obviously, uh, they've, they've taken the story of uh, – the Battle of Thermopylae Pass, and um, you know, and in the movie Three Hundred, they they made it into something kind of fictional. But nonetheless, though, that battle really did happen. Three hundred Spartans did take on a vast army of Persians led by King Xerxes. Xerxes' vision was to have everything pressed under his thumb in his world order, and it did not. It did not uh, happen for him at all. Same with the Romans. The yeah. Romans wanted, um, you know, a huge. They wanted a huge Roman Empire. Uh, you know, they tried to. Uh, when I was living in Egypt, you could see influences in Alexandria about, about, about with the Romans, where they they tried to erase the Egyptian history. They they mm -hmm. tore down temples. They painted over the the hieroglyphs. Um, you know, it, it, but they didn't. They didn't last either. I mean, they. they both these empires were, were in power for a very long time, no doubt. But eventually, people rise up. And the same thing is going to happen. We're going to see it, uh, maybe not in our lifetime, but mm -hmm. I think the same thing would happen in, in this case, just on a larger scale. Um, and, I mean, uh, Hitler wanted, you know, Germany to be an empire as well. He wanted Germany to, to just be this huge uh, ruling uh, empire and uh, that didn't yeah. happen either. Um, you know, I so mean, Hitler yeah. Hitler wanted uh, basically every country that that was white. You know, I mean, he worked a little bit uh, with Japan. A lot of people don't know this too, but um, yeah, the jet. You know, we were at, we were in, at battle with both Germany and Japan in World War Two. A lot of people don't realize that uh, the Germans and the Japanese. We're working to, together a little bit because Hitler supplied arms to the Japanese army, um, yeah. you know, because the, the Yakuza still uses the handguns that uh, were supplied by the German army to this day. But, um, you know, I mean, he wasn't looking for to com completely rule the world, but uh, I think he, 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 wanted, he wanted his side of it. And basically yeah. he wanted to cover Europe. He, it, um, uh, it was his dream to drop a nuke on New York City and then take over America. Yeah. Well, again, you see, that's, that's in a, to a certain extent world domination because it wouldn't have stopped there. He would have conquered the whole of Europe. Then he would have conquered maybe America. And then he would have started looking at other places. He would have looked at Russia. He would have looked – it doesn't – that kind of uh, – He did look at Russia. He did yeah. look at Russia. And uh, that's where he really fucked up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but um, I think, you know, even in the principle of it, you know, the idea that you have different, uh, whether you call them individuals or, or governments or, or whatever, that want to rule. It's a mentality that, that humans have had 
since the beginning of time where we want to conquer. I mean, like, that's why I'm nervous about the space thing that's going on, you know, going to Mars and colonizing Mars. Um, you know, what's, what's this, the human behavior is never going to stop. You know, we, mm-hmm. we, since the beginning of our time have discovered new places, you know, Christopher Columbus with America, uh, certain other, uh, you know, Jan van Riebeck with South Africa. Um, you know, we've always as humans wanted to discover new places and we, we do our thing, right? Um, same thing is going to happen with planets. We're going to go to planets we're going to try and restart our lives and say, okay, we've learned from the mistakes of Earth, so let's just try and make this work out. At least and some Wookiee's going to fucking arrive in, in Mars and fuck everything up. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, the only thing is there is at least there's no natives that uh, land can be stolen from in, on Mars. That there's, we know of. Yeah. That we know of. <laughs> Um, I mean, you don't know when one day we mine in Mars and then all of a sudden there's all these aborigines underneath the ground that have been living there for centuries. And then, you know, I said, Wokey's going to come to Mars and fuck everything up. They'll find something. They will find something. Like, like I don't know. We've been, I don't know. What, what, if, what if we're living on Mars and then some spacecraft lands and says, like, hey, we've, we actually own Mars what are you guys doing here? You know, like there's so many possibilities. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. it's uh, humans. Uh, I have no shame in saying this. Humans are the most destructive creatures on the face of the planet, maybe even the universe. And I think despite us l- being taught history, we still haven't learned from history. And, and it feels to some extent that we are, you know, uh, despite what people might think, oh, we've, we've progressed a lot, but we're also regressing to, to some extent. Um, and, and that should worry people. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely I agree with you there. But uh, definitely, uh, we are definitely out of time. I know that, uh, yeah, you've got some bullshit to deal with uh, <laughs> over on that side of the pond here in a few minutes, I know. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, once again, um, before we uh, hit the music set coming up, uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, plug uh, your uh, YouTube channel, your social media, whatever else you have. Cool. Uh, very easy. If, if anybody wants to follow me, know where all my social media is at, just go to my website, www.joymedio.co.za. I don't know... If Americans can see that website, they should be able to. But other than that, it's Joe Emilio, uh, J-O-E-E-M-I-L-I-O on YouTube and everywhere you'll find me. Uh, yeah. Can I ask you one more thing before we before we, before we we go off sure. the air? Sure. Okay. Because there's something happening in South Africa that I feel uh, is very important to mention. Oh, and I hope please, that please someone, do. Yeah, I hope that some of your listeners may outrage here because if there is reason to cause outrage or to be outrageous to be outraged about something it's what i'm about to tell you so i don't know if you know this i don't know if any of your listeners know this but in south africa at the moment our uh system uh that uh, categorizes and logs uh evidence and dna evidence um has been switched off for for over a year, 
some you'll see some media outlets will say a year, but it's actually been since 2017 when you do some digging. Uh, well, it's been argued for, since 2017, and I'll get into some detail about it. So basically, the company that has made the system, uh, SAPS, our South African police service, wanted to buy the system, basically. So there was an evaluation done in 2017, and uh, SAPS then said they don't want to pay for it. They came up with a thousand excuses why they don't want to pay. So, uh, and this is to the value of upwards of 500 million rand, by the way. Um, and they didn't want to pay it, even though Treasury from the ANC said, we have the money to pay it. There was no issue in terms of having the money. Mm -hmm. It's just that SAPS didn't want to pay. And it was Becketele twice who said no. Oh, that idiot. Uh, yeah. So... I'm paraphrasing heavily, so so please, if you can, ones that are listening, go try and look for this for this story on 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 the internet. But basically, uh, since 2017, the people who made the system and SAPS have been in a basic fight back and forth. And then in 29 sorry, 2020, June 2020, the company just switched off, or SAPS switched off the 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 system because, well, you know, they're not paying. So they switched it off. Um, and that means that from June 2020 till now, every single piece of DNA evidence or evidence that has been taken for, from a crime scene has either been mishandled because they are now doing it by hand to log all the, um, all the evidence. So it's pen and paper. Um, there are over 172,000 cases that are backlogged because of this. There are families that can't bury their loved ones because the system cannot be continued because no one knows where the evidence is. There was a headline the other day, 8 million pieces of evidence have been lost. SAPS admitted this due to the system being down. They, they've admitted this. This is in, this is fact, this is not debatable. It, it is happening. And there are people that are still today dying and are going to be victims to this system being down. No justice will be served. And we're talking about murders. We're talking about sexual assaults. We're talking about anything that involves evidence or DNA. There was a 16-year-old kid shot because the uh, firearms in the police service were not being uh, – because of the system being down – we're not uh, going through the correct process, and therefore the officer thought there was rubber bullets. It turned out to be live ammunition, and the kid was killed. This is happening in South Africa right now. Our police system is down. It is switched off. Becky doesn't give a damn, and I want people to know about it because this is a reason to be very worried right now. Because God forbid it happens to a family member. For all you expat, expats that are out there and you have family in South Africa, they won't see justice if something, God forbid, something happens to them. This is real. This is happening. This is serious. Um, yeah. So please do more research on it. But I don't know. I just feel it, it should worry people when you have a law enforcement. I mean, I don't know. If, if this was happening in America, I would imagine rioting and looting and all kinds of crazy shit happening in America. And it just feels like South Africans are just too complicit. They're just, I, I get a lot of reactions like, oh, it's South Africa. What do you expect? But guys, 
our system is down. We have no law. There is no law and order. Wake up. Wake up before it's too late. So, yeah, that's all I wanted to say. I'm glad you. you did. I'm glad you did. I'm like, wow. I mean, just just when you just when you think, you know, it can't get any worse, it always goes up another notch. I know. I know. And it's yeah. scary. It's it's yeah. very scary. I worry about, you know, what if my wife, God forbid something happens to her, a family member of ours, my mom is also in South Africa. You know, if there's anything that happens and there's DNA evidence or any kind of evidence, it could be mishandled. And, and that's the thing. Because the system is down, a criminal law lawyer who's, who's defending uh, could, could turn around and be like, oh, well, you know, the system has been down. That calls the evidence we're talking about into question, which means the victims won't see justice because they can say contamination of evidence. Yeah. You know, you know, the sooner we can get, you guys can get rid of, you know, that fucking moron uh, in Becky Seeley or, you know, get rid of Cyril Ramaphosa and get rid of that fucking ANC government, you know, and, and fi find some way to rebuild. It's like, I mean, apartheid, no. What you have now, definitely not. But there has, there has to be something else. Yeah, no, I, and it's funny how when this story broke, uh, guess who started mm -hmm. to making waves? Like, guess who dominated the the news outlets in in South Africa is the EFF because they're protesting at, at Wits University, and a uh, someone was shot, who ironically could be a victim of the system being down as well because yeah uh, they were supposed to have rubber bullets, but they had live ammunition. But there is an investigation; everything will come out. Uh, this is just speculation at the moment, um, so I should say allegedly. Uh, but but yeah, this 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 now that is dominated. This fees must fall. All that stuff has dominated the news headlines, and this system being down has kind of fallen by the waistline. So uh, yeah, it's it's every time, <laughs> every time there's something the ANC needs to answer for. EFF just seems to kind of. Be the be the distraction for them that they need, you know. So I'm yeah. not going to shut up about it, because you have wokey journalists who at any time will virtue signal in their articles about gender-based violence, but when there's an actual freaking story, when there's an actual uh, story that affects every single South African, and especially those that have been raped and 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 sexually molested, men and women. Those journalists mm -hmm. are nowhere to be seen. There's one or two articles, and it is a disgrace. And I do not know how those journalists can call themselves patriots or South Africans or anything like that. Now, I know journalists and mainstream media are, are in South Africa are very much cozied up to the ANC. Uh, so there's that. But still, when when are you going to draw a line in the sand? When, when are South Africans going to say, you know what, enough is enough. This is acceptable. Absolutely unacceptable. And no country, in any country, if this happened, should it be accepted. You know, I, again, I, I, I wonder what Americans would have done if they heard about this. I'm pretty sure they wouldn't be quiet. Definitely not. Definitely not. And anyway, uh, we are definitely out of time. But uh, I want to thank you very much uh, for joining me once again. I mean, you said we got to continue the conversation. We definitely did, and we're 
going to have more to talk about in the future because uh, all this is never ending, it seems like. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's very true, man. Uh, South Africa can definitely keep you entertained for a while, and American politics too. Um, so <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, thank you so much for letting me say that, and thank you so much for having me again, Billy. It's always a pleasure, and I look forward to more uh, robust and interesting conversations with you. Absolutely. All right, you take care. All right, you too. So with that said, it is time to go to our next music set. Coming up, we got Night Ranger, going to be followed by Scam Dust, Morgan Wade, Ross the Boss, and a brand new one from Scuzz Twitly. We'll be right back after this. How dare you and who in the hell fuck do you think you are? You're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we're proper gentlemen, because we always ask... Do you mind if I fart? You really know how to waste a Cialis, don't you? You're abusing my fan.
going, everybody? It's Jason and Jansen's for Dan's Deal today. Do you have a tiny little pecker? Do you want everyone to know about it as soon as you arrive? Well, then check out this hunk of shit behind me. You got a 2012 Chevy Silverado 3500. That was an LTZ. It means it's pretty fancy. It's got leather and all that bullshit. Come look inside. All right, now you're going to want a step ladder to get in this big motherfucker. But check it out. You got power running boards. Boom! In there, it's your basic Chevy LTZ, right? Leather, fucking uncomfortable ass seats, whatever. Guys, we are calling this the LDS. That's right, the Little Dick Special. So if you have a tiny little cock and you want the whole world to know about it, you're going to want to drive this piece of shit Chevy. And we'll see you soon, motherfuckers!
fishing hole Grease, grime, gasoline Guns and ammo magazine Motorcycles, muscle cars Kegs of beer and titty bars Mud dogging, big ass trucks M16s and titty fucks I'm a man, 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 I'm a man, 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 Clint, Chuck, John, Claude, Van Bam. Roundhouse kick in a body slam. Grits, gravy, blood and guts. Big old sweaty, wrinkled nuts. I'm a man, 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 I'm a man, 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 Red meat and I eat it rare When I see big boobs I stop and stare Shooting shit, wrestling bear Sniffing chicks, dirty underwear I plug the stool every time I shit And wipe my ass with 50 grit I swap whores with dear old dad And screw my dick with a brillo pad I'm a man, 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 I'm a man, 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 I scratch my balls and I like my farts. I shove my tongue in lady parts. Master of the martial arts. Kicking ass and breaking hearts. A case of beer and a four by four. Jerking off to my pecker's sore. Pussy, shotguns, ribeye steak. You don't like it, tough shit's no flake. I'm a man, 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 I'm a man, 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 USAC Incorporated, the United South Africa Coalition, comprises groups and individuals around the world working together to create public global awareness of the genocide in South Africa and to develop community restoration programs that will make South Africa a safe place for all races to thrive. USAC works to inform world leaders of the present-day conditions in South Africa through documents, news reports, images, videos, publications, petitions, and witness statements to unite with South African leaders to bring meaningful assistance to people in South Africa, to educate and develop trade schools to improve the quality of life in South Africa, to enact employment laws that are fair and equal for all in South Africa, and to work on trade development projects to improve South Africa's economy. To join USAC and for more information about USAC and what you can do, visit usac.center. This is the Renegade Show. You have three different scenarios here, and I'll give them to you. No, I said scenarios, not Cheerios. Coming to you coast to coast and around the world on your favorite radio station. How did you get Cheerios from scenarios? All right, it's time for the Renegade Pick of the Week countdown. Here we go, counting it down all the way to number one. Who farted? Yeah, we'd like to welcome you to the Renegade family. Does anybody even remember Doogie Hauser? I think it's fair to warn you that by listening to this show, you're committing a misdemeanor in four states. Three children 
children are asking their parents where babies come from. Two children run away, and one mother ends up crying by the end of the show. This is The Renegade Show. Go to Facebook.com slash Radio Chris Master to find out days, times, and stations of where you can catch The Renegade Show. Hey, everybody, it's your boy West Dog from the GF6 Show reminding you to check us out on the baddest station on the planet. For station and broadcast times, go to www.gf6.com. That's G-F-S-I-X.com. You know what we do. Blow it up. Support Outlaw Radio and Friends and buy some cool stuff in the store section of OutlawRadioABS.com. Show the world how much you love Outlaw Radio with Outlaw Radio t-shirts and hats. In the CTM store, a service of Caravan to Midnight, find items to help make your life easier and better, including water purification by Berkey, delicious long-term storable food by My Patriot Supply, the New Eden Nutritional Support System, the Ionic Toothbrush System, a better way to clean your teeth, the Invisible Mask, a negative ion generator, that hangs from your neck like a pendant that mitigates incoming pollution. The high ion bio key quantum scalar energy pendant, EMF mitigating fabrics and clothing, and some really cool infrared night vision binoculars. In the Cranked Up Coffee Shop, a service of Cranked Up Live, entertain your taste buds with coffee that even the aficionados love. Some of the best blends from around the world, including Serato and Grindhouse Brew. Visit outlawradioabs.com and click on the store link. A service of Outlaw Radio and AOW Productions. Building in a little hick town. This is Outlaw Radio. I'm not in a mood to deal with you today, you stupid asshole! All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Cold Cock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take your shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. Hunter Athletic, Gear Up, Let's Train, and USAC, the United South Africa Coalition. Go to USAC.center for more information. The songs you just heard, you just heard a brand new one from Scuzz Twitley. It's called I'm a Man. Before that, Ross the Boss and Heart of Steel, yes, uh, going back to his Man of War days and uh, just uh, putting a new shiny finish on one of his classics there. Before that, Morgan Wade with Wilder Days. Prior to that, Scam Dust and Gods of War. And starting off the whole set, Night Ranger with You Can Still Rock in America. And uh, yes, indeed, Joe Biden better get that through his thick skull. Oh, wait a minute. We're talking to somebody who's not quite all there. (laughs) Anyway, as Chris would say... It is time. This is Outlaw Radio. News of the Weird. From the Outlaw Radio newsroom, it is I, Bad Billy. Half-eaten sausage solves nine-year-old German burglary. Okay, in Berlin, German police say they have solved a nine-year-old burglary after DNA found on a half-eaten piece of sausage 
matched that of a man detained in France over an unrelated crime. Police in the western town of Schwim, I guess, or Schwelm, I guess that's how it's pronounced, said Thursday that the sausage belonged to the victim and the suspect, a 30-year-old Albanian citizen, appeared to have helped himself to a bite during the 2012 during the March 2012 break-in. It wasn't that type of sausage known in Germany as a worst. The burglar had nibbled through nibbled though police said it was a hard it was a hard variety. Okay. <laughs> Investigators were recently alerted that French police had taken a matching DNA sample from a man involved in a violent crime. The Schwelm police said the suspect remains free and in the worst case, <laughs> he may escape punishment. The statute of, of limitations on the burglary has expired, meaning he will likely not be extradited to Germany. All right. <laughs> and what else we have? Uh, we got more from Germany. Okay. COVID-19 inspires... Okay, so COVID-19 inspires 1,200 new German words like... I'm not going to try to pronounce that, or I guess in English it means face condom. Let's, let's hear what uh, the news clip says here. That documents the German language has put together a list of over 1,200 new words coined in the last year during the COVID pandemic. Now, some of the new ones include Kronemude, meaning tired of COVID-19. Corona Frisur translates to Corona hairstyle. And one we can all relate to from working at home is overzoomed, being too stressed by so many video calls. And if you have anxiety about the virus, you can call that Krona angst. We're joined now by Dr. Christine Moores from the Leibniz Institute for the German Language, where the list has been compiled. Hello there, too many thanks for joining us on the program. Well, we gave a few examples out of the 1,200 there. Uh, can you talk us through a few of the other expressions that have come up in the past year and really what they tell us about the pandemic and how Germans have lived it? Yes, hello from uh, Mannheim in Germany, um, and thank you very much uh, for talking with me. Well, yes, we have many, many words in German that uh, tell the story of the corona pandemic. Um, it begins last year with the word Abstand. I, I think you know all this. It's about distance. And uh, in combination with uh, Abstand or distance, we have many other words like Abstandslinie, Abstandsgebot, um, kind of the line to keep the distance or the rules uh, that are connected to the distance. And well, then we have a, a great story about the mask. Uh, I think you, you know it in all other countries, countries too. Um, so in Germany, we have some serial terms about Mund-Nasenbedeckung um, or Gesichtsschild. 
Um, uh, but we have also some very creative words that are um, kind of uh, funny um, called Maulteschle or Schnutenpulli um, or Gesichtskondom. Um, well, what do these well, mean? Then, wait, 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 for our, for our, uh, our viewers who don't know what these words mean, yeah. tell us a little bit what some of these funny words actually mean. Yes, well, Maulteschle, Schnutenpulli, Gesichtskondom, that, that means also mask. And um, the funny thing about, for example, Maulteschle, um, that's normally something that we eat. It's a, it's a small noodle um, eat and, uh, well, it's small and it, it's cover a little bit of meat. So Maulteschle means uh, the mouth is covering with the mask. Um, so that's, I think, very, very nice description. And then we have in, in German the most, uh, I think, common uh, uh, kind of, well, building words, building long words. I think um, most of uh, German uh, for uh, foreign languages know this problem very well. Um, so we can build very long compounds. For example, Öffnungsdiskussionsorgie. Um, that means kind of a never-ending story, never-ending discussion about opening, uh, reopening of institutions. And, uh, and well, Dr. Think, Christine Morse, yeah. may I interrupt you? Apologies. Will you just tell us what, what's yes. your favourite word? Because you've got you've gone through quite a few of them. They're so very long compounds, and that does seem to be part of the German language. All these words do seem to come together. Uh, what's your favourite? Uh, my favourite is uh, Fußgruß. It rhymes and it means uh, this um, activity in um, uh, doing your foot together. Uh, when you greet to each other and say hello. And I think that's a very nice word um, uh, because um, that means that we um, want to get in contact to each other, um, uh, but we have to keep a distance a little bit. So I like Fuskus very much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So <laughs> there's that. One other that has my attention here. Anderson Cooper says... Anderson Cooper says that Donald Trump can have vaccine credit on one damning condition. Oh boy, what's what's this say here? Let's, let me cue the video on this. Okay, so it looks like looks like here it's just going to be music. CNN's Anderson Cooper acknowledged Friday that ex-president Donald Trump certainly deserves some credit for his administration's fast-tracking on the COVID-19 vaccination via Operation Warp Speed. But Cooper argued that the former president wants, if the former president wants any credit for that, which he certainly deserves, he also has to accept the responsibility for the failures of his administration which were many on testing prevention leadership, which contri contributed to the sickness and death toll. Okay. Well, a Anderson Cooper, of course, um, we saw in the debates there, I remember how they just basically put everything at Donald Trump's feet and ex expects him to, uh, you know, take all the responsibility for it. Uh, course uh, when it's this party that he supports that helped bring this bullshit in here um so oh here here's a video of this fucking moron talking right now let's take a listen 
is also a welcome development wherever you stand politically. Red and blue states alike are benefiting from growing vaccine availability, and Republican governors are saying so. Yet to Republicans in Washington and on Fox News, one thing matters more, giving all the credit to the former president. House Minority Leader McCarthy tweeting, quote, President Biden's plan is to rely on the work that has already been done by Operation Warp Speed. Or this from the Republican chair, Rona McDaniel, on vaccines, he's claiming Operation Warp Speed never existed. Here's Sean Hannity last night. Joe, you want unity? Why don't you just thank Donald Trump? You want, to, want us all to get along, you say. No Trump, no vaccine, Joe. Stop taking credit for something, frankly, you had nothing to do with. Nothing. And here's the former president who put out this statement just a couple days ago, quoting now, I hope that everyone remembers when they're getting the COVID-19, often referred to as the China virus vaccine, that if I wasn't president, you wouldn't be getting that beautiful shot for five years at best and probably wouldn't be getting it at all. I hope everyone remembers. (sighs) That is how he spoke, isn't it? Keeping them honest, Operation Warp Speed pumped billions of dollars into the effort and is credited for taking the financial risk out of testing and manufacturing vaccines for companies that might otherwise not have been willing to take the chances they did. It was wildly successful. If the former president wants any credit for that, which he certainly deserves, he also has to accept responsibility for the failures of his administration, which were many on testing, prevention, and leadership, which contributed to the sickening death toll. He also has to own up to the lies and the string of wild promises and moving goalposts. We expect to have 100 million doses of vaccine available, certainly before the end of the year. We'll have manufactured at least 100 million vaccine doses before the end of the year, and likely much more than that. We will deliver 100 million doses of a safe vaccine before the end of the year. If authorized, tens of millions of vaccine doses will be available this month. So plenty of promises, not much follow-through. Vaccine delivery began in mid-December. Just a few days later, here was the headline. The head of Operation Warp Speed apologizes for shortfalls in vaccine deliveries to at least 14 states. And so it went all throughout the closing days of the last administration. This was not a priority for the outgoing president, who was focused mainly on overturning the election and making what was a life-saving effort by so many dedicated people all about himself. Reading a tweet since taken down from just after the election, the at USFDA and the Democrats didn't want to have me get a vaccine win prior to the election, so instead it came out five days later, as I've said all along. Never mind ending a pandemic, where was his election day shot in the arm? The irony is, a president who successfully handled a dire national emergency and brought the country safely through it would likely have won re-election in a landslide. Instead, he made recognizing the very existence of a killer virus a test of political loyalty and did the same for mask wearing, holding one dangerous rally after another as the outbreak accelerated. He turned his own brush with the virus into another chance to teach all the wrong lessons which, absent a vaccine, were lessons in how to get sick and possibly die. I mean, think about that. Without a vaccine, modeling safe behavior is all you can do. Yet, he did the opposite all the time and reveled in it. And unlike the current president, as well as Presidents Obama, Bush, Clinton, and Carter, when the time came for him to get vaccinated and set the example for his many vaccine-hesitant followers, he got his in secret. So did his wife. And they never said a word. Oh, fuck off. Fuck right off. God. I probably shouldn't have played that because just like uh, Fredo, all that man can do is fucking piss me off. Fucking asshole piece of shit. Anyway, 
Let's go right to shower thoughts. All right. If a character in a movie takes off a motorcycle helmet, there is a 99% chance it will be a woman. If you're rich enough, the entire museum is a gift shop. It would blow George Washington's mind to know how major decisions have been made flipping his head. <laughs> the reason we think we are so funny is because we have the same sense of humor as ourselves. Waiting for marriage is probably common only because people were getting married in their early 20s. All shoes are a foot long despite the actual length of the foot. A real ghost wouldn't have any real clothes because clothes don't die. British cuisine is having food from the entire world upon your plate and pronouncing done, done of, of it correctly. The fact that nothing special happens when the planets align is kind of a letdown. The autocorrect is usually more annoying than useful, and I definitely agree with that. By weight... Lego is one of the most expensive building materials. The, the world least famous person competition is impossible to win twice in a row. The fact that our eyes and autofocus almost instantaneously is fucking mind-boggling. Everybody has arms as thick as trees. Just depends on the age or species of the tree. A bald guy, a bald guy superpower is always being first to know when it's raining. Okay. All right. Oh, don't know what to, don't know what to say about that there. Deadpool could just keep giving away organs for money. Trauma is kind of like spicy nostalgia. DC could make a Thor comic and there is nothing Marvel can there is nothing Marvel can do about it. Life is too precious to learn how to fold fitted sheets. Corn is always corn is always there to let you know how fast or slow your digestive tract is tract is working. The number of people older than you will only excuse me the the number of people older than you will only ever decease. All right. Sleeping Beauty's breath must have been rancid. Somebody gave some thought to that, didn't they? Therapy is sort of like tech support for your brain. The voice in your head is purely a biological phenomenon. Everyone pronounces February 
February. F-E-B-Y-O-U-A-R-Y. Yeah, that is correct. Everybody does pronounce it that way. Morals exist because they're beneficial to survival at a population level. The Grinch was microscopic. Police probably seem very different when you are older than them. <laughs> All right. If you were the only judge, anyone could kill you, and you could kill anyone without getting punished. Most people can't define the Internet. It's weird that just... Excuse me, it's weird that just implying you're a girl online gets you hit on. Breeding animals for cuteness and causing genetic defects is cool, yet a kid with gen, a gen, excuse me, a genetic disability is considered less than desirable. Some cat food is shaped like fish, and most cats have never seen an actual fish. In many counter countries, being and being non-conformist is a type of conformity. Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire could have been prevented if they would have looked at the Mondra's map. I guess that's how it's pronounced. Even once to verify identities. And ladies and gentlemen, that will do it for News of the Weird and Shower Thoughts. All right, so what's on uh, the agenda for next week? Um, let's see. Uh, Shauna's, like I said, she's lining up. Some, um, I think I'm going to be interviewing uh, band members of a band called Dead Assembly, excuse me, Dead Animal Assembly. Interesting title there. <laughs> yeah, as for a second guess, that's uh, yet to be determined. Anyway, I'm going to end the show with Systematic and their song, If Only. Thank you very much for tuning in to Outlaw Radio, and I will be back next week. Are you tired of modern pop music that sounds like a dog fucking a squeaky toy? Well, that's why you're listening to Outlaw Radio. We tell bad bed music to piss up a rope. We give you our opinions, and if a fight breaks out, so fucking what? This is Outlaw Radio. It's just 
It's not the gaze without the stare Walsh's the hands And nothing remains the same in here If only you could
Hey everyone, Bad Billy here. Do you own a business? Or perhaps you're in a band. Or maybe you run a radio show or podcast. Whatever you do, you want to market your brand with custom-made apparel. Look no further than Fresh Baked Tees. T-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, caps, beanies, koozies, banners, and even masks. You can get them all custom-made from Fresh Baked Tees. Prices are reasonable and negotiable. Simply go to freshbakedtees.com, submit your logo, and place your order today. If you've been searching for a show that talks about what's trending in the world, entertainment gossip, stupid news, and more, sizzling talk radio that is not dumbed or watered down, a show that is not for pussies, then you need to stop searching and check out The Charles Richardson Show. It's uncensored talk radio. No crybabies. No losers. No futtards. Charles Richardson and crew bring it 100% with real opinions. If you can't take it, Get the fuck out. You can even call the show and flap your gums, provided you have a brain. For the 411 stations and showtimes, like The Charles Richardson Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The Charles Richardson Show. Some material may not be suitable for children under 18. The Charles Richardson Show. You want some? Come get some. I didn't truly understand the Second Amendment until I was stalked, threatened, and told to fear for my children's lives. I knew in that moment that my right to defend my life and my family is sacred, and so is yours. Never let them take it away from you. It is your choice and no one else's. I'm the National Rifle Association of America, and I'm freedom's safest place. Hi, it's the Big Voice Guy. The one who intros and promos the show you're listening to right now. Hi, my name is Jim Hunt. I voice for a growing list of internet and terrestrial radio stations, podcasts, and businesses. I'd love to spread the word about yours, too. No matter if the message is serious or silly. Whether you want the delivery to be hard-hitting, voice of authority, or conversational, warm, and fuzzy. From fully produced station imaging and commercials to custom phone system messages on hold and IVR prompts, voiceovers for computer games to narrations for presentations, even post-production audio editing and audio cleanup services. Yeah, I do them too. I'm your guy. I do business as Jim Hunt voiceovers and audio services. My rates are reasonable and negotiable because I love internet radio too. Visit my website, jimhuntvo.com. I'm Jim Hunt, at your service. Put my voice and audio production skills to work for you. Let's do this. You have been listening to Outlaw Radio. Be sure to leave your feedback by calling 208-957-7016. All feedback is played and replied to on the show. Visit our official website at outlawradioabs.com. Outlaw Radio is a presentation of AOW Productions.
here I am sitting on the porch writing another song about Waylon Willie David Allen Cole. You can't go wrong. Such great outlaw boys just like me. Can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. 